Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. Live Free and Hunt podcast, episode 13. We had uh, Eric and Colby on. We talked uh, some big swim bait fishing. Um, I think it went pretty well. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't know and uh, a lot of good tips in this. Uh, these guys catch some monster bass. Um, a lot of good input in this podcast. A lot of stuff I didn't know. But these guys are catching hogs. So, um, yeah, great podcast and um, listen up. Here we go. Cause it loves to lose You don't listen to me And I don't want you to Cause we sure have fun Throwing my money away You bet high I bet low You're all in and I'm all broke Another paycheck down the drain Alright, it is uh, Saturday Morning, 11 o'clock, something like that, July 11th, 11th. and we're going to talk some fishing today. We got Colby and Eric on, um, <clears throat> we're just going to go through the basics, so we're going to start at the very beginning for beginners, kind of like what me and Nick are, so uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it, yeah. <clears throat> so um, Before thanks. we really get into yeah, it though, go ahead. The, the photo roll that you sent, that these guys sent to you was amazing. Yeah. To look at that, and whenever I get a picture, the first thing I do when I look at the picture is try to get some type of reference for size. And uh, having to watch you guys two-hand fish, and having to watch you guys uh, some fucking slabs, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) flex the hold up a fish that was a green and black, uh, green and black five-gallon bucket or so. It's pretty (laughs) impressive. There's no uh, no ground shrinkage on on fish like that. Right. So I um. I just want to start off, um, whoever wants to go first, how you got started in the outdoors, either hunting or fishing, and, and uh, yeah, just see how you guys grew up doing it. Yeah, I, mean, I started off when I was like six years old, toting a 410 up a dirt road, essentially, with my dad down in uh, Bedford, New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just going out with him, sitting in blinds. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I wasn't even, I was just out there with him. He was had the gun in his hand and he was just showing me how to hunt, you know, essentially what to look for, how to how to track, you know, do things like that. And uh yeah, just grew up in the outdoors with him, uh fishing, hunting the whole nine yards. Um yeah, it was it was great, you know. When did you age. when did you get like serious about it? Was it just always, you know, you had drive, like I don't know, <clears throat> when I was little, like my dad, you know, gun season, you get to get ripped out of school for a day for opening deer season. I'm like, Yes, this is the best. Right. And right. that was like that, that was the shit right there. For me it was duck season. For yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> first week of October, it was my birthday, it was duck season, yep. it was like better than christmas yeah you know what was it for you was it fishing was it hunting hunting was definitely what i started off with the most yeah. uh deer hunting for sure um i didn't think deer even existed in new hampshire for like the first <laughs> yeah. four years that i hunted but uh yeah um yeah i saw my dad shoot a couple deer and then um you know he eventually put the gun in my hands and i took a, a doe when i was eight years old with a 410 and uh ever since then it's been pretty much 
history you know nice. really really into it yeah. since then oh, yeah. um picked up bow hunting when i was 15 so it took me a little bit longer to get into that but um once i picked that up i fell in love with that i shot my first deer ever with a bow when i was 15 and uh that was just a small button buck yeah it weighed like 80 pounds it's the best yeah. thing in the world dude. It, was, yeah. it was amazing man. it was amazing you know and ever since then i've been a big bow hunter still still rifle hunt but yeah yeah big bow good hunter. deal eric what about you oh yeah um so basically my mom started me out fishing more or less like yeah she goes eric we were poor and we didn't have much to do so she would stay home in the summertime took me worm and bobber fishing so that's how fishing really started right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when my dad took me out he said i was more excited about being able to pee outside <laughs> <laughs> which kind of like i still am really pumped about yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not mad about it <laughs> yeah. so she goes man eric you took like this thing i took you to do that was like low cost like low maintenance and you made the most expensive hobby ever so like basically yeah started fishing when i was younger had to be probably about six seven my mom would take me and my friends down in Merrimack, there's a park, and uh, go by the river and catch catfish and stuff like that. And then I uh, really, really got into it when I was in college, started bass fishing, got real into trout and salmon because I was up at Plymouth State. So, yeah. you know, the opener, April 1st. I uh, was fortunate enough to meet a buddy, um, my buddy Josh. Called him dad for a while because he took me out, like taught me, because hunting, nobody hunts in my family. Yeah. So uh, he took me out, taught me a lot of the ropes, you know, how to basically like set a tree stand, why you're doing this, why you're doing that. Um, and yeah, I, shot, I think I shot my first deer. It took me seven years to shoot my first deer. Yeah, it's yeah. about the going rate. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so um, it was with a bow. I think I, not nearly as many deer as you guys have shot, but I think I got like five or six on my belt. Nice, yeah. All yeah. of them with a bow except the only buck, uh, which was an 11-pointer. Like Very nice. <laughs> Very nice small deer. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then fishing really like that's – it's. It's come back around like more bass fishing because now I got three boys. It's tough time away from the family, you know, until they can really get them into it. And um, so I do a lot of a lot of night fishing. So that and I found swim baits and found Colby, and he's kind of been like the uh, the guru that showed me the ropes a lot. And like we'll go out and I'll, I'll watch like how he's retrieving things and right. try to pay attention to little nuances, and <coughs> just subtle things he says. Is like one thing he said will stick with me always is like you're gonna catch them how you want to catch them. Yeah. So whatever mm -hmm. bait you use, you're gonna catch them that way because yeah. you like that bait. Yeah. So yeah, yeah basically you just now. gotta figure out the scenario to put that bait into play. Right? Yep. The thing, the big thing about swim bait fishing is is you have to have the patience to be able to stick to that bait whether it's working or not. You know what yeah. I mean? If if you want to catch a fish on whatever bait, just pick one of those. It may take five hours to catch a fish on that, but that one fish may be worth all those hours, hours you know what i mean and uh i actually have a really good example uh, of that is um i was i was fishing on a pond once i went six and a half hours without a bite and throwing the same bait the whole time and eventually on a drop off got the thump six and a half pounder just like that uh, just like that <clears throat> so, so, so sticking with it staying similar to like a deer track so you yeah, stay exactly, on it you exactly. stay right. on it you push that deer maybe you get a miss you stay with it exactly and then eventually so it's the pot of gold. So, like, you guys have been hunting a long time. You pass on deer when you see them down. It's yeah. not like when you're younger, you're like, you see a deer. Yeah, I'm just going down. Yeah. Right. So, like, same thing with fishing. Like, we're, especially swim baits, we're looking for that one bite. You're yeah. looking for that one buck that's on your trail cam that you've been following maybe a year, two years. Right. Like, mm -hmm. patience game. So. so, before we get too much into the swim bait thing, um, 
for a beginner uh, like myself, like, so I don't know, about two weeks ago, I know, because I've been fishing this way my whole life is, you know, I base it around motorcycle weekend in New Hampshire. But that's when I'm, I figure that the bass are, you know, in shallow on the beds and I can throw what I generally throw is like a wacky rig, you know, and then just bounce it kind of. And they hit it's, it's, uh, quantity, not quality the way that I fish it because I'm catching everything between, you know, 10 inches to, you you can catch a four pound bass like that, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, can you go through the scenarios, maybe like the seasons and then maybe, uh, I don't want. I don't want to get too in depth with weather and, and shit like that. But so, like, as of now, if someone was going to go fish right now and they wanted to catch a fish, what would they be looking for, um, vegetation wise? You know, everything like that. Well, right now, I mean, heat of the summer, it, those big fish are going to suspend deep. So, another, I'll give you another example. So, there's a pond that I fish that is it, pretty small and it's 45 feet deep, mm-hmm. essentially just like a big bowl, right? Well, if you go there during the day those big fish are just going to suspend in 20, 30 feet of water. And they're just going to be sitting there. They're not going to be in shallow. It's 95 degrees outside or 90 or even 85 degrees outside. They're not going to be in shallow because they're going to be hot in that water. Yeah. And they're not necessarily hunting during that time because it's it's so hot outside. Well, it's, it's like when it's too cold, they're lethargic. When exactly. It's too hot, exactly. Lethargic. So it's like what, you. Right? Same scenario. Yeah. 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 So what happens is you want to target those places when it's, real early in the morning or right before dark or even during dark right yeah. so mm-hmm. so middle of the night for me is usually like the best time because those big fish are now going to come in shallow and they're going to be hunting at that point because it's cooler outside you know and yeah. they have the darkness on top of it so they're not afraid to come into two three feet of water you know what i mean versus like during the middle of the day right they're not yeah. going to be in that you know what i mean so fishing shorelines you know during the night during the middle of the summer is definitely the best. I mean, okay. that's, I would recommend that weed lines, any sort of structure, um, underwater structure. If you have, you know, radar and things like that, you're able to pinpoint like rock piles or anything like that. Down tree yep, or anything brush. like that. Yep. They'll, they'll sit around that stuff. For underwater sure. points. Yep. 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 So. Points, drop offs, you know, anything like that. Um, again, swim, swim bay fishing during the middle of the summer is definitely better at night yeah. versus the daytime. Right. Not, you know, you can still catch really big fish during the day. You just yeah. got to find the right fish right. at the right time. Essentially. So, so essentially, but, yeah, like you're asking basically, so to start for a beginner, so slow moving when it's cold, right? Like in the spring, right before. Scoot up to your mic just a little bit. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. So, um, you want slow moving baits, right? Yeah. So the, the bait fish, what they're feeding on is a lot smaller that time of year too. So you're looking at like jigs maybe ned rigs tubes things like that um real slow moving you can catch them on swim baits but you're going to be creeping it yeah so and obviously as the water warms up they get the pre-spawn they're starting to put the feedback on a little bit more um you can upsize and then i notice like right now it's gill season for me like i like throwing gill size and style baits because the bait fish now like they've had their fry they're starting to get a little bigger so that's what they're feeding on naturally so i noticed that they definitely like to chew especially in new hampshire like not a lot, a lot of perch style baits. Up, yeah. up bottom on. It's like that blue, that bluegill like profile. They yeah. right. So for a point of reference, we're talking about like a six or a seven inch looking bait. Yes. These yeah. things look like a six or seven inch bluegill. It looks like you've got a saucer. Yeah. With treble hooks. <laughs> yep. <Basically>. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. And what you what you can do too is during the springtime, right? I use the springtime when the water's cold as as a time to 
take notes and figure out where fish are. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll take a, a glide bait, which is essentially a bait, maybe about seven to eight inches. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it doesn't have the bill on the front, right? So it's just a slick bait. And what it does is it glides back and forth. So it will have like you know, that kind of action. A left left to right. Left to right. And what happens is that can create like a lot of followers. So bass sometimes will not necessarily hit the bait, but they'll follow it right behind it. So you'll fish down trees or points or, you know, drop offs or things like that. And you'll get these followers that'll come out and they won't hit the bait, but they'll be right behind it. And you take notes. Okay, I seen that six pounder that came out of there. So he's That's gonna like your... he's gonna sit there for you know as the water warms up. He might go a little bit deeper during the day, but you think he's gonna come back to that yeah those... core area exactly. And those... you're more or less taking stock as if you were running a trail camera. Yeah. And you're like. Okay, yeah, have- this this was a three pounder follow, but we got a six pound follow over here. Exactly, yeah. and, and so those you- big fish will hold areas for a long time. So if I see that fish in the beginning of May, that fish will be there in June as well in yeah. that same area. Maybe not always, you know what I mean. Right, but right. a lot of times they will. And you know, I've had those big followers like that. I go back a month later when the water's a little warmer. I'll throw a crank down bait or something different, and bang, hit that fish. <laughs> you know, it's gives you a starting point exactly yeah. it's yeah. like you're scouting with that glide bait yeah and i'm doing this at multiple ponds you know and yeah. lakes and all these different places so it's like i'm taking an, an you know an inventory essentially right. of where these fish are and going back and hammering them so so and back to your reference of uh, like bike week <laughs> yeah. i lost a pb boat side had to be i just moved into the house early may yeah like in a couple feet of water she yep. sipped it and then just flopped right off hooks yep. like as it went the netter so, so. <laughs> and during that one more thing on the bed season right so bed season bass hate bluegills right because yep. bluegills are always trying to move in on the bass bed right so the best thing to do is if you're going to be fishing that bed season and you can physically see fish on beds yeah putting a bluegill swim bait through <clears throat> that bed is almost guaranteed they're going to they're going to smoke it even if they smoke it just to brush it off to get it off the bed they're yeah. still going to probably get some hooks in there and then you're going to you're going to end up hitting that fish oh, so so when you're throwing these giant baits what type of gear do you have to have to throw these baits you know so it, i'm running i'm running uh an 8 foot medium heavy fast action rod so that's um you know it's got that fast action on the tip but it's got a lot of backbone in it down towards the the reel to really sink hooks because when a fish is hitting you're really leaning into that right because you want those those hooks to sink yeah and Mm -hmm. it's a bigger bait so maybe sometimes they're not going to get all hooks they're going to get a portion of the bait right so you really got to drive those hooks home especially with uh like a soft bait or you know something that just has a top hook on it you know, they're going to inhale that and then you got to really sink the hook on it. Especially on top, right? Yeah, especially on top. Um, And then bait caster wise, always throwing bait casters, never throwing spinning gear for these at all. Um, At least that's what you're supposed to throw for them. Some people will get away with heavier, you know, spinning. I've always wondered, I have like growing up, you know, I've run a spinning reel and streams and and shit. I'll, I'll still use them. Yep. The only reason why I switched to a bait caster was to be honest with you, you watch Bassmasters and those guys fucking, whoo, you know, slamming them. Like, it just looks right. It just looks cool. Oh, yeah. It feels comfortable. <clears throat> so that's why I, I started running a, a bait caster. But what is the benefit to, you know, obviously they call it a bait caster. I understand that. But is there, what's the real benefit to that in, uh, compared to a spinning reel? Well, you get options with gear ratios depending on how you want to fish. Like, yeah. the higher yeah. gear ratio, you can burn a bait slower, like, like, 
we're fishing pretty slow for the most part. Like, yeah. We'll burn baits, like burn, pause, burn, pause. But you want like what, like a six six? Yeah, usually like six four one or um, depending on the bait, right? So, so if I took a crank down bait that, you know, I like to work slow. Let's say yeah. I might have a five something gear ratio for for a bait caster, which is essentially you're gonna reel the same speed, but because it's geared lower, it's just pulling. You, it's gonna pull slower, mm-hmm. so you're not gonna get as much crank out of the bait or whatever. But you know, those are good for springtime. Again, when yeah. you're working bait slow and you're trying to get fish just to follow it's or potentially hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but 300 size bait casters, uh, to answer your original okay. question. Yeah, no, I yeah. size is usually. Because the only reason why I ask is because I'm, I'm, I don't have a setup to, you know, some guys have six different reels and they're set up with their baits, yeah. with their, you know, test, whatever. And the only reason why I say that is because when I reel something, I know I need to reel it slow, then I'll just reel it slow. But obviously that's not, you know, with a gear ratio, you can reel the same speed. It's just moving. It's pulling, it's pulling more slower. Or less right. Line, okay. Yeah. Plus on top of it, those bigger bait casters, you know, those 300 size bait casters yeah. are meant for those heavier baits, right? Yeah. So, right. so if you're throwing a, a, a three and a half ounce bait on a, like a 100 size bait caster, you're going to wear that bait caster out it's gonna end up being junk oh really yes because it's not rated for the that size because if it's heavy think about it when you you go hit free spool you hit the button you go to cast it's going if you got a heavy bait yeah it's it's fucking going yeah Yeah, it's too too much for the smaller reel yeah Yeah, exactly so what are you spooling them with are you running like a braid right to the bait or are you what are you doing so that that depends. I know a lot of guys if they're throwing like top water rats or just wake baits, they'll they'll run brave. But I think that depends too on like the action on your on your rod too. Because like if your rod's too stiff and you're running braid, you're gonna pull hooks. The hooks will straighten right out. Exactly. Really? Like on a big fish, they'll straighten those hooks. I guess I haven't caught anything big. Yeah. <laughs> I should have. Not that big. I got to straighten some hooks on a few trees and rocks. I got a pile of hooks at home that are all bent. Trophies. From, from yeah. fish. No oh, yeah, shit. I keep That's them cool. Yeah, That's so awesome. Straighten you use right them as tacks to hold shit to the wall. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I guess like you can kind of like when you run a frog rod, right? You're using braid. You're using the longer rod, probably what seven, six, maybe eight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where you're just doing traditional stuff. Heavy uh, braid. Frog, heavy, heavy braid. braid yep. So when you set that hook and you got that long rod, the sweep, there's no, there's no stretch in the line. It just boom. It's, it's right exactly. there. Hammers. But See, um, yeah. So I use like typically I'm running like twenty to twenty five pound P line. That's that's my go to. Okay. Okay. Right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm running to. I I run. What I do, a lot of people would probably say is not the best way to do it but it works for me kind of thing um i i run 20 to 25 pound fluoro all the way right to the bait right to the bait. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people will say you should do a you know a leader on there like uh braid to fluoro or something like that or monofilament or yeah. something like that i don't do that i just run it straight to the bait and it works for everything i throw wakes with that i throw crank down baits with that and again a lot of people will, would say that's the wrong way to do it yeah. right but if it's it works working. it works right? don't change so it right. or I, add in the i clip. saw a picture reel of proof that that's working yeah <laughs> <laughs> and too like a lot of times we use like clips run into the bait yep um you'll notice some of the baits have split rings onto the the eye hook of the bait so that gives it a little extra action Can you see one of those yeah so right here like this one sorry yeah no worries that's and, about um, the size of a bunker for you saltwater fishermen <laughs> yeah right i mean they're giant i would never but you'd be surprised the size of bass will actually hit it not right. not big bass will hit. I Even mean, smaller fish will hit it. No shit. I've caught bass the size mm-hmm. of this with this bait. Really? Yeah. So it's similar to like ice fishing with like a perch jig. Essentially, like, yeah. I mean, catch catch a four inch perch on a four inch perch jig yeah. Yeah. all the yeah. time in the winter. Yep. Yeah. And so like 
so he's got the you know the ring still on there, so you yeah. can put it right onto there, or you can take that off and you can you can You're just, just tying straight. straight to but this. But I don't tie to this, so I we use snap clips, is what they call them. Okay. They're, uh, they're saltwater snap clips. Looks they're, like a paperclip almost. Yeah, like a paperclip. They're mm-hmm. rated. I think for, I know what you're talking about. Like yeah, fifty pounds or something like that. Um, and I'll put that on here, and then I'll tie to that clip. Okay. So is it? And what's that to do? Is that just to get? Like an extra joint in there to give it well, more no, action? Well, no, that's actually to make changing baits easier. Okay. So if I want to change baits, it's as easy you don't as cut just popping it off the, the clip and putting mm-hmm. a new one on. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the same breath, it can change the action of the bait, the way it's it designed, can. right? Yeah. So. Like generally with uh, like a glide-style bait, you yeah. don't want to use the clip because the way the bait is actually tuned made in. and tuned, it, that clip will throw it off so it won't swim correctly. So okay. like a, a glide, you would want to tie direct. Okay. You know, but a build bait, all day all day <laughs> all day <laughs> all right so moving into uh, i guess late summer um is it what's the is the same kind of techniques through the summer once it's you know the water temperature hits a certain point yeah i mean generally summertime i'm fishing nighttime a lot um early morning and then right before dark i there's, mean that doesn't change really like it's when people when i when i think about night fishing in new hampshire and the way i grew up is Horn pout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. Horn pout or you're fishing off, you know, your buddy's dock that you're, you know, that's it. But when you're, you're targeting fish, that's what you're, you're doing. You know, you're going out to a specific, specifically, that's the one yeah. <laughs> spot and, um, and, uh, you know, targeting bass that way. So right. yeah, night, night fishing for us is usually just a byproduct of drinking yeah. right yeah you know? exactly. it's like hey yeah. we're, we're hanging out with somebody let's, exactly let's throw something in and which is real something up it's fun which but. is weird like kobe and i are like yeah i don't think we even have any beers at night really once nah. in a while but yeah have a couple beers or whatever like, but you're out there you for are, a certain reason game time i got, for I got plenty of beers underneath my belt yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so one of the things we should mention too is like you'll see that we got we got rat baits so a lot of times that i like to do i i personally like to throw rats and i think maybe a lot of other people's after a rain because everything's flooded yep. yeah so there's more like burrows and things yeah. coming out from the wood line okay. or whatever yeah. okay so yeah so okay. even to backtrack just a little bit like summertime what type of body of water are you looking for you know not a name of a body of water <laughs> but you know is what type of a body of water lake massabesic no <laughs> <laughs> no is it are you looking Okeechobee. for something <laughs> like, yeah. right like Okeechobee. <laughs> 40 acres are you looking for giant body of water you or just a spot that you've gone and scouted and you know there's big fish or are you looking to get away from people maybe get a private access so let's put it this way um when you're looking for a new hunting spot what's the first thing you probably look at google earth yeah pop yeah and look for a population is it hard to get to is it you know all that stuff okay so you guys you guys are map scouting then like onyx onyx map scouting for fish yeah i I found i love it a majority <laughs> of places that I've caught in really big fish just by sitting, you know, at home yeah. looking at Google Earth and just looking at places and going, that looks pretty good. You know, depth, depth is huge, right? Okay. Forage is huge. So, so some of the biggest places or best places I should say that I've found big bass are places that are deep, generally bowl shaped, and they have trout. Yeah. Right? So okay. Southern trout eaters should watch that. Yeah. Really? Trout. That, what is what is that southern trout eaters so basically it's essentially people throwing swim baits like i don't have one out right now but like a glide bait it's in the shape of a trout a trout patterns like these fish are gonna eat it they're fatty it's kind of like a tuna a tuna knows what's like nutritionally best for yeah, it, essentially right. so they're gonna eat herring herring's real fatty right mm-hmm. so yeah. i'll even go into 
like stocking reports and things like that. So I'll start looking at those things and I'll say, okay, this pond, for instance, is 40 acres. It's 45 feet deep and it gets 1500 trout a year. And now <laughs> they're going to be even, looking. Now yeah, I look no even shit. deeper into that, right? So now I'm looking at what size trout are they putting in there? They're putting in eight to 10 inch stocky trout, right? Yeah. A seven pound bass is going to have no problem eating mm -hmm. an, a 10 inch trout. Not a, not a problem at all. Oh, this right? brings a whole different aspect in I my know. head. And I'm talk now because now I, I just have to start over. And that's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's what happens. Is I yeah. look into that. Um, recently, you know, when I caught that uh, that seven two, yeah, that was exactly that place. It got it got sixteen hundred brown trout every year, and it's forty five feet deep, and it's yeah. just the juice. It just looks it should hold those big fish. And and in five hours of fishing, me and my buddy boated four fish, and they were seven two. Five one, five oh, and five oh. Wow, damn it! So, so you, you're looking for a spot that's got deep enough water for big fish to stay cool. Too. Exactly. So that's exactly. a that's like a a key thing because you know like I'm when I look for a spot for the winter time for like a crappie spot, a white perch spot, or a lake trout spot, I've got certain things that I key in on. Yep. You know, certain types of structure or certain depth. So one of those things for you for these giant bass is the pond's got to be deep enough that it gets cold and these big fish can exactly get down exactly you know what those, about a um sorry to cut you off like a, a natural spring not a natural a spring or a river that's running in will they like a, a mouth of a stream or river is that cold enough where they'll hang out they hang out there in a shallower pond yeah this feed yep. is still going to come through well you got to figure too moving water right yeah water coming in there's going to be oxygen there that's where a lot of the bait fish are going to hang out you know and they're going to suspend right off of that and wait for that water to naturally carry that bait in you know or mm -hmm. that bait's going to be there and it's and they're going to be sitting there waiting for that <clears> you <throat> yeah. know anything like that is is real good so you guys bat like not backpacking but like if you scout something and it's out in the middle of the woods you like you don't know the depths because some of these like little pot you know swamps or sloughs or whatever you want to call them yeah um they you like there's no depth chart on those if you look online. Have you ever walked out to some place just to be like, maybe it holds bass, maybe it, it's, you know, I guess you're smiling. You're smiling. I'll be honest. I, I had a place. I was, uh, I was hanging out one night just like we were talking about looking at Google Earth, and I seen this swamp that was more like a pond. You know, it had yeah. depth to it. You could tell just by looking at it. You can tell by looking at it, right, how dark the water is, yeah. how much mm -hmm. uh, vegetation there is, things like that. And uh, I remember seeing this, this place one time and I said, I'm going to put a kayak in there. And it was probably a good half mile through the woods. And I yeah. wheeled a kayak all the way out there. And <laughs> Over I, down I, trees and stumps. Oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. It was rough woods. And yeah. I got it out there and I dumped in there and, and I stuck a 515 out there. No, no way. Yeah. So, yeah, with the map scouting stuff and like not having depth maps, I watched a thing where the guys from Uncut Angling uh, – I don't know if you're familiar with oh, yeah. them out of Canada, yeah. but they were using Google Earth and yeah. they were doing, they were zooming in to where you get those high definition pictures and you were like, you know, picking out main yeah. lake spines and all these different things. Oh so yeah. That's a good idea. It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, we do it for ducks. We do it for deer. Yeah. I just never, we read Audubon Society reports for where the ducks are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you yeah. guys fishing anything big, big bodies of water or is you just trying to focus on like... Um, for these big bass, I, they're probably more harder to target, I guess. Yeah, so I, that's I, the only other aspect, right? Yeah, I'd say like I fish a 12, 12 foot John boat, so like the smaller. The so smaller you're not going on Winnie. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of Winnie. Yeah, no. Um, right like, now, it's busy I like little shit. squam and like yeah. but like stuff like that. But still, still a fairly good size, you know. Yeah, body yeah. of water, but um, yeah, like 
like it, Kobe said, like I learned a lot from him. Like I got the Google Earth thing from him. Yeah. Like, last year we were talking. And Absolutely. Like, I found this little pothole and like, right. So I'm like, that's a good idea. So you know, get up with the kids. I'm like, all right, Google Earth. Like, so when let's you're go for a drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you had to choose, you'd rather fish these little small, these little small, yeah. you know, Absolutely. deeper ponds or whatever they are. Yeah, people like to think like. You know, all bigger body of water is going to hold bigger fish, right? Yeah. Which can be true. You know, yeah. when, like Winnipesaukee, for instance, you know, I've seen six, seven pound bass in there. Yeah. But you got to remember how much you're fishing, right? You're, yeah. you're trying to dissect this place that's huge. You know, you're right. never going to be able to understand it fully. I mean, you will, I guess, over, over a long period of time. But um, those smaller ponds with the right... It's that's the key is you have to find those smaller ponds that have the right forage, the right the depth, right, yeah, all that stuff. You have you know a checklist, I mean? check, yeah, exactly. check, check, and then you're like, okay, we can pursue this. So exactly. I'll put it to you this way: my biggest smaller, that five six, it was a pond that's what fifty acres. Really? If that, if that, yeah, if so. that. But but again, <laughs> so also trout. something that's manageable too, yep. that where you can pick the whole thing apart. You yes. can learn every you can learn every rock, you can learn every piece of structure in it, something that's fifty acres with maybe one or two trips and you yeah. guys know what you're looking yeah. for. Exactly. That's key. You know, that the size is it makes it doable in that aspect. You know, you can actually understand how these fish are like I said, you know, with the glide baits, figuring out where fish are. You know, if you're on a pond that's only forty five acres and you do that so many times, you're gonna figure out, okay, these fish are hanging out in this area on this structure right. versus like this area over here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're on Winnipesaukee, it's like <laughs> Yeah. Right. 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 Infinite know. amount of places. Yeah, right, seven, right. seven miles of the broads <laughs> to go by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then how many bays off of it? Right. Exactly. Jesus. Three hundred islands to fish around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the swim big swim bait. Is that what you call that? Like, were you guys big swim so baits swim or bait, swim baits? Swim baits is just a broad term for yeah. all of the baits, right? But they're all different. Like, there's there's uh, paddle tail baits, there's wake baits, there's crank down baits, there's wake and cranks, there's all sorts of different baits, right? Swim baits is just like the broad, the broad spectrum. Yeah, I mean, but the ones that you have on the tail right here are giant. So, the, how big is like the this size swim bait community in New Hampshire? Do you know a lot of people that run these? It's growing, but a lot of people will, will dabble in it and they they don't commit they get frustrated. Fully, like Yeah. Yeah, like that's really like I don't have any traditional gear any, any longer. Like I enjoy fishing for that one bite. Like I'd rather get skunked throwing the big stuff five trips in a row than catch 52 pounds right right, right. Exactly. it's like it's like hunting now i'm sure you've got enough deer underneath your belt right yeah so now sure. you're like i want that, that you're one. looking for that one well, and like so. like you said you catch them the way you want to catch them it's like yep. when we hunt ducks right you know we could shoot at passing ducks or whatever but we want them back flapping in front of the decoys we fooled them we did it our way right yep. it's so what does one of these you know a seven inch jointed hard bait go for Depends. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, if you were to say mid grade, mid grade, something like that. You got that? Uh, you got that BBZ? Yeah, BBZ right here. Yeah. All right. So, um, just it'd be easier to show. There you go. Let's see here. Right now we're rummaging through this tackle box with giant rats and looks like a crappy in there. <laughs> it's right. a it's a Rubbermaid box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. store yeah. clothes in for the off season. Yeah, OD. All right. <clears throat> so, for instance. <laughs> This and this are the same exact bait, right? This bait goes for $30. This bait goes for $140. Mm. But they do the same thing, right? So this is just cheaper made, right? So this is plastic. It's it's not as quality. But this one right here, you can tell by Handcrafted. the center. You know, it's all heavy-duty um, 
hardware on there mm-hmm. and but they do the same thing so what's you know? the what's the 130 dollar bait made of is it aluminum? Uh, this is, is a it... uh, resin resin okay. bait so this is actually out of a mold sure. um, and this can be harder than wood in a way you know what right. i mean it can be more durable than wood um but again so back to the original question this bait right here is a perfect starter bait right so this bait will catch you just as many fish as this bait will but as you grow you know, in the, in the sport of swim bait fishing, you may say, Hey, I want to try some more quality baits, you know, and this is, you start going in this direction. Sure. Right. So, but that, this, this bait right here, this BBZ rat, that's what I started out with. I had three of those things. Mm -hmm. I started out, I fished a whole season with those. And by the end of the season, all three of those rats were destroyed. That caught my first six pounder. Really? Destroyed. And that's what built the confidence, you know, you got to mm-hmm. build that confidence. A lot of people will pick up these baits and they, they want that miracle right away. Yeah. Right? I'm going to throw this big bait and I'm going to catch a giant fish. Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen like that all the time. It happens like that, but not all the <laughs> right. time. Do you guys real. catch, you know, three, fours? Oh, 100%. Twos, Absolutely. Yeah. Like regularly on You'll those? Catch a wa- I've caught, honestly, I've caught some that you can't even weigh in pounds. Oh, no, really? Come up <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yep. <laughs> Yep. Where can you find a bait like this? Is around here? Is there any any place or you know There's, any of these like you know bigger so swim baits? Is it, are they hard to find around here? That gets into a whole nother conversation essentially. So like this bait, for instance, you can go to you know a Bass Pro or like a Wildlife Taxidermy, you know, or the um, on the Circle there by Mazabezik. Okay, you, know, yeah, you can yeah. go a place like that. And you can get one of those baits. Yeah. I mean that's that's commercially made and and all that. Then you get into this stuff which is handmade, right? So this is all custom work. That stuff is built up from the ground by somebody and a lot of time put into making that. So Mm -hmm. that's what you're paying for. You know, you're paying for the the handmade portion of right. it, you know what I mean, yeah. versus like a machine just pumping It's almost that like out. it comes right. full circle. Well, the way you guys are fishing, the way you guys are like, doing things, and then you're running a bait that someone made, like put their hard-earned time, not just a machine. Yep. In our, well, you in could talk to that even more with some of the baits right here. Yeah, so let me see uh, that one. This closest one. to you, yeah. So so this bait, for instance, this is from my buddy at GoTo Swim Baits, um, Sean Karen. Shout, shout out. out. To him. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the best bait makers I know. I mean, this guy's out of Londonderry, New Hampshire. He, oh, no shit. He distributes that all over the right? place. And this is fully custom, full, painted, built from yeah. the ground up. I mean, that's it looks sick. one of one. You can't yeah. get this bait anywhere. I mean, right. there's, this is it right here. Um, the scale and, detail on that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you guys can check that out. And, yeah, I mean, that's he got me into swim baits. I mean, um, you know, there's a long story behind that, but he got me into him and, you know, he really paved the way and, and showed me, you know, what works and all that. And he's been a great friend, you know, gave me a lot of really cool baits. Super yeah. knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable guy. It's, you're bringing in a whole different, a whole different aspect. Like you need that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> So the cool thing about that bait is that's like a hybrid bait, right? So that's what I would call a wake and crank. Okay. So that bait floats. And it has the option to wake on the surface and it kind of like flops on its side like it's a dead fish. Right. Surface, so it's good. Right. Or you can crank it down and it will, with that, that bill on the front, it'll Dive. crank down to about three to four feet and it'll swim just like a perfect fish swimming through the, through the water. Drives and it nuts. gets, it's, it hangs at three feet. Is that what you're saying? Well, Did the you say bill, three? No. So it's a floater. So, yeah. so that bill is driving it to three feet. And if I keep cranking, it's going to stay at that three feet. But it's as soon as I let up, further. Okay. it's going to go right to the surface float up and turn yeah. on its side and uh it makes it versatile because you can you can be fishing 
you know, let's say you're fishing like submerged vegetation, right? And you, you're in six feet of water and you got vegetation that's coming up three and a half, four feet. Yeah. That kind of bait is perfect because you can, judging by your speed, you know, on your retrieval, right. you can keep that bait only a foot and you can just keep it right above right the weeds. There. Mm-hmm. And those fish that are suspended in there or chilling in there, they'll come up yeah. and hit that. You know, versus a sinking bait, right? Right. So that, a sinking bait is going to put you in the weeds. Yeah. Well, and a lot of so. times too, if you're casting, say you're in a boat, you're casting too short, you can wake it, and as a drop off, you can crank it down that embankment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To stay in the strike zone of the fish. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you see a seven pounder come up and eat it, does it look like Jaws? <laughs> it, does it look like a giant mouth coming up at a bait? Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you'll get those times too. Like, so I got a rat. Like I caught a six eleven last fall, and um. Fishing the rat, the Woodrow, shout out, another Cali made bait, um, great dude. And um creeping it, right? Right along the lily line. This this, this body of water I've fished forever. So I know like I can fish in forty five minutes. If I'm not gonna get anything, I'm not gonna get anything. Yeah. I've just fished it so long. So uh creeping it, sipped it, like just like and I'm like, did I miss it? I'm like, what the heck? So I'm reeling down it. No. It's coming towards you? Yep. It just sipped mm. it, didn't blow up, just went and that's a ten inch bait, like yep. about a stern. And uh I look at it, I'm like, oh shit. It ended up being a 6.11. No shit. So I noticed a lot of those, a lot of the time, the big fish don't have to rush to crush a bait because they're not in competition with anybody. Right. Okay. So the little fish sometimes will try and murder it, right? Yeah. The big fish, they just move. They have a presence. They're like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they'll absolutely toilet bowl it. And it literally sounds like, boom. Like, yeah. You're like, what the hell just happened? That's a good feeling. Sounds like a beaver slapping the water. Yeah. Exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, even the big fish will do that. You know, like that that seven I caught, that thing came up and destroyed it. I thought it was going to be a small fish. Are these bigger fish? Are they like I, I've I've noticed? Oh, I think I noticed a difference. Like smallies, I'll catch a smaller smallie and like a you know a decent you know largemouth, mm-hmm. and the fight that the smallie has, I'm like holy shit! Like I, I look oh, at yeah. it like smallies are angry. They're northerners, right? They're yeah. like us. Like it's cold <laughs> yeah. up here. We hate it. We're grouchy. We were just talking <laughs> yeah. about that earlier. Like yeah. from the northeast, like they're just mean. Oh yeah, they are. I yeah. accidentally caught a smallie. It was similar, like you said, swimming towards you, uh, lake trout fishing. So through the ice on a 24 inch rod, yeah, and jigging on a spot, and I'm watching the transducer, and I see something come up, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Looked like you know an air bubble or something zooming up and i'm trying to find my bait and feel the tension i look down and there's a spool the wires just coiled on top of the on top of the water right at the hole yeah so i reeled all the way up and the fish was right under the ice like he hit it all the way up to the top no shit peeled the line all the way down yeah you know because i'm fishing (laughs) a 24 inch rod but that was like felt like i was holding on to a horse you know oh yeah and that was probably under four pounds like i can't imagine a five six smallie they're out there. They're I, out there. The state records still that could be broken. I'm, I'm confident. Like oh, what's yeah. it like eight and change for a small? I think I think it's seven something. Seven I, something. I don't know. I'm it, not sure, but it, there's some bodies of water that that could beat it. So yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say one more thing about the uh, the smallie fishing. So night fishing two years ago, I was uh, fishing a real big wake bait. I didn't bring it with me, but um, it's it was a two piece wake bait. Got smashed got smashed and um fish comes in my buddy nets it and i go is that a smallie or a largie and we're looking at it for a good minute we're like what is that i get it confirmed by fishing game it was a it was a hybrid oh no shit a large mouth and a small mouth yeah and it was so would it have like the the vertical lines of a smallie i'll show you a picture of it yeah yeah, yeah. we'll get a picture but uh um, yeah, that fish was huge. It was, it was just under six pounds and, no way. and that thing came up and I couldn't believe it. And, and that was one of the craziest <clears throat> fish I've ever caught. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. 
when you um when you guys are fishing these majority of these swim baits are you in a you know i know he said he has a john boat or a kayak are you fishing from shore doesn't matter do you have a preference i generally don't fish from shore just because i don't want to lose Oh, you, yeah, I've, right, I've gone right. swimming in the Piscataway. Oh, I can imagine. That's like throwing your wallet. In yeah, because you know, like I said earlier, some of those baits are one of one. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't just replace that bait. You right. Know? So, um, but yeah, generally kayak fishing. I kayak fish a lot, and yeah. then um, if I'm not on my kayak, then I'm I'm with him yeah. on a boat or other buddies on boats. Um, never really from shore. Nice. He, he does shore fishing though. Yeah. So I just looked looked up the state record small mouth is seven pounds 14 and a half ounces that's I owe you beer, an eight, you're right <laughs> that's yeah that's real close yeah, I, th- I think a large mouth what's 10 and change that could 10, be eight, too. Yeah, 10 that's eight, out there yeah. i fished like before like that's thing you look back like right when you're growing the sport you're growing hunting you're growing fishing and um i look back i was salmon fishing i remember in a little tributary to winnipesaukee early april right and i'm in a crawdad have you ever fished out coleman crawdad i love those boats oh, yeah, yeah little yeah, rubber yeah. boat yeah. well yeah. it's plastic yeah they're, they're awesome right yeah we're fishing in it and i'm like i look down and i shit you not this fish had to be over 10 pounds it's a large mouth and i'm thinking like all right what can i throw at it this is years ago it had to be eight nine years but the water is still you cold a, right you got a smelt on or but, a db smelt <laughs> little yeah. iron bait like, just seeing that in the river i'm like there has to be bigger fish yeah like, like I wouldn't be surprised if that fish is pushing ten pounds. This is—it's been a crazy year um, for records, big fish. Big fish so right, and out that? of small water, though. ice fishing. Uh, what's the guy's name? Thomas Knight. Thomas Knight. Yeah, yeah. He caught him, and then someone in Maine just did. Just them. did, and they were both out of smaller bodies of water. Really, yeah, I don't know where they were caught. So but. the other thing I looked into was both of the previous state records. They smashed them by nine pounds or more, and both of those fish were caught in 1958. The original records. Both and then, of them. So the record was set 1958 New Hampshire, same in Maine 1958. And, and they then both broke. Broke in 2020. That's wild. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. Something's going on yeah, in the water. Weird, yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like those uh, yeah, exactly. Those 1958 fish, their fry were these fish now, you know? Right. Yeah, those fish yeah. were alive, absolutely, back right. then. Lake trout lived for a long time. What about, ba- what about bass? Do you know? I think they, they generally gain a pound every two years in this state versus. Cali is like double that. You know? Really, like they'll they'll go like two pounds every year. Well, and they put the Florida like strain largemouth out there, right? Or that too. Yeah, yeah it's all they, they different. grow a little faster, I think, and grow bigger. Forage, or it's, know, maybe it's weather. Mexico that they introduced the Florida bass too, because they have like a Florida strain largemouth. No that, shit, that could grows, have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's really forage and weather. You know, here we have harsh winters and stuff like that. So it's the it's body different. of water doesn't. I don't know why I've heard this, but like, if you put a fish in a like a what are those koi fish things? They only grow to a certain amount. No. Is that a real thing? No, no. If they get enough feed, they get enough oxygen. They got you know the right the right climate. They're going to grow. It's like a yeah. turtle. They say that with turtles. You, you have a turtle. It's going to grow the size of the enclosure. No, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. <laughs> well, if you think it's about it, it you know, never you, stops growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have you know you going back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, you have the right forage, the right depth, things like that. If if a bass is eating. 10 inch trout right trout has a lot of nutrients and it's, yeah. a, it's a good forage for bass but if you have a bass that's in some shallow pond somewhere and it's only eating like little tiny perch and stuff like that yeah you know it's not going to grow quite as fast okay us, yeah you know, no it makes healthy, sense mm-hmm. you know so <clears throat> have you guys caught anything you weren't expecting on on that i caught a uh, a crappie on a crawler that was that was interesting really yeah, yeah. so it's i don't even know it's supposed to mimic what a drowning bird or something like that yeah, something it, like, it, it, like walks so um blew up on it too which is interesting then i was like did i miss the fish or is it just like a little jack bass no it was a crappie like a 15 inch crappie i was like huh 
Yeah, oh, that's shit. interesting. <laughs> I've gotten uh, white perch, crappie, trout, probably. Yep, trout. Um, depending on the bait, you know, yeah, a trout's yeah, not right. gonna come up and hit a ten-inch bait, but yeah. you know, the right bait. Um, and snapping turtles, snapping. Turtles. Oh. I've gotten a couple of them, and nice. I actually lost a bait to one of them once. Couldn't get it. Are off they of them, they're so. hitting fish or like a rat or uh, top water? Top water, yeah, rat, and then I mean, you know, your rat. A I'd rat be pissed. Could be, yeah, that's an expensive turtle. I'm gonna club that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not happy that day. It was just perfectly on him. I couldn't get it back. But, um, but yeah, like top water isn't necessarily just rats, right? So you can, like I said, with that bait over there, that's a waking crank. You know, mm-hmm. that's a fish profile, but that could be a wake. Yeah, you know, it, just a dead fish too. on the or a dying fish, you know, on the surface. Snakes, people are using snake lures. Yep. Just like rats. Like rats are generally top water baits. Yeah. But you can crank a rat down too. A rat will swim underneath the water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's natural as well. You know, I've hit them both ways. Um, For fall, I've, yeah, I've, I've heard good things about fall. That's the juice. Fall fish. Yep. So are you running the same style baits or you you switch it up anything? They're, Technique wise or bait wise, I find them more aggressive in the fall because they're putting that we call it the fall feed bag. Yeah, feed bag. So since I slow down hunting, yeah, like so past three years, within three days, calendar days of each other in September, I've caught in six pounders from the same spot. Really? Wow. Within three days, so it's like you start patterning. They're putting on that once it gets a little colder. You know, they're still active because the water temp hasn't dropped, but right. the nights are a little cooler. Oh yeah. So what are the fish doing in when you know, it, it, like at, at night the temperature drops till well, I don't know forty degrees, thirty degrees, and that water temperature starts to, you know, get a little bit cooler. They're not they're not down deep, you know. Yeah, you're gonna generally find them in a little bit shallower. Um, but like he said, they're putting that feed bag on, right? Yeah. So that time of the year is is one of the best times to throw swim baits because you know those bigger fish. Let's put it this way: if you're if you're a six seven pound bass, you're not going to want to chase around little fish yeah, like this that are right? quick and yeah, yeah it's like right. quick and hey, do you want a salad? Or you want a cheeseburger? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So those fish are going to take the opportunity to hit those bigger baits for a bigger meal. You know, and they're only going to eat once or twice a day. Yeah. So what you do know, you look that's... for for that fall feed bag to trigger? Is it is there like a the leaves fall off or the lily pads die? Moons. Or is it... It's like deer hunting. Moons. Moons. Really? Yeah, moons. Yep. Phase. Oh, moon phase? No shit. Lunar, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like Full I'm, moons. Like I'm Full going moons striper area. fishing. I know it's off topic. I'm going striper fishing, I think, what, the 21st of July. It's a new moon on, I think, the 20th. Yeah. Like some people, they argue, like, if you want a full moon or a new moon. Yeah. You know? Same in deer hunting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Essentially the same. So it's, when you're saying, like, a full moon, is it because it's it's lit up and it, it, you think it has, like, whatever the moon is for deer, whether it's a magnetic pole or, like, yeah. there's a bunch of different theories. Mm-hmm. It just works. It is just what you're works. saying. It yeah. just generally rule of thumb is if it's a full moon, the fishing is going to be pretty good. Yeah, you know, especially at night. And the best part about it too is you're out there at night. It's mm-hmm. like being out there during the day. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see it's so right, bright, right. You know, so. Um, and I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer too. Like not to jump. I know we're talking about fall, but jumping back to like spring and, and the spawn. Similar, to like so. What the first full moon in November typically we find around here, deer rutting. Yeah, right. They kick off the estrus, all that. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Like when the water temps. Or in a ballpark, but then that full moon in the May June time frame, depending on the year, obviously, that's when those big girls start moving up. Yep. Do you do you get so in depth where you're taking water water temperatures, like you know fly fishermen do? Do you take water temperatures? Oh yeah, that's yeah. definitely a consideration. I mean, yeah. especially in the springtime, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Use the hand, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think in the uh, the springtime, I think it's 
60 degrees is when they start spawning yeah so right around that temperature is like when it's real good you know you want to catch them like right before they're on the beds right right you know um yeah i mean 60 degrees i think usually the water they're talking largemouth right yeah yeah because smallies are what mid 50s yeah yeah a little bit lower because oh i didn't even know fish but so can i break down like are you are you guys just trying to target like, uh, if say, if you're running a certain bait, are you going to target uh, a largemouth or target a smallie? Not really. You'd be, you'd be surprised. So I got that. I think you got it over there, that Wade Hogs right there, right in front of you. Oh, right here. So that one, right? So you would think largemouth, right? The other day, I actually had a giant unbutton with Colby and, you know, brought a tear to my eye. And, uh, <laughs> lost some sleep. And, uh, but but uh, the other day, I, I was fishing again with it, and I got blown up on. And I had, like pound and a half smallie chew yeah. that you would think a large mouth right really but, hmm. like the, the smallie couldn't even fit that down his throat yeah to eat it but no, couldn't even fit it in his mouth so they're just yeah. hitting it yeah so no shit. they're attracted to really the the secret behind swim baits is is your vibration and water movement right mm-hmm. and, and sound on top of that so so if you're fishing a topwater rat you know that that fish is keying in on the vibrations from that bait the water movement that bills deflecting all sorts of water the fish can feel that on their lateral line mm-hmm. you know so when when they when they see that up there it's not only you know it's it's the vibration stuff but it's also the sound as well you have these baits that are two pieces right so they're they're knocking back and right. forth they're doing all these different things yeah when i've seen like a rattle when they call it a rattle trap yep. you know i used to fish one of those a long time ago and i was like i don't know if there's any thing to it you know but it's got a bunch of rattles so they have yeah. swim baits with you know they put rattles in like oh, yeah. that yeah yeah so absolutely yeah. these things are ultra realistic they look like oh, okay they look as close to the real thing as you can do with these custom absolutely these custom baits yep so do you ever fish live bait do you ever grab giant red fins and throw them on a hook like i, I used it i used a giant i used a uh, blue fish for a mako shark the other day <laughs> <laughs> but it's not bad no yeah, yeah. not bad yeah, yeah. the <laughs> no. biggest largemouth i ever caught was pike fishing Oh, pike! Oof. You know, pike fishing up in Maine and fishing, you know, a six, seven inch redfin, mm-hmm. and yep, that's what caught the bass. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what we're mimicking. You know, right? Yeah. Essentially, right. throwing those baits is that when that when that bait comes by a fish, you know, that fish is I, I'm assuming is thinking, yeah, that's just a bait fish coming right. by me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the same idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'll put, it you, but, I'll put it to you this way: but how you're do, controlling it. How do you yes. prefer to kill a deer with a gun or a bow? I. I I like to do it with a gun, but that's just yeah. me. So, but, that, so that's just it. Yeah, you know, I like to bow. It's how you enjoy it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Exa- so that's basically. You can catch them on a jig. You can catch them on a spinner bait. Yeah. We just. Yeah. I but there's the- something too. The the. There's got to be something too that the 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 fish that you guys are catching are monsters. So there's something too. Are you guys just getting lucky and catching big fish on big baits, or is it's that de- like a luck thing? Luck comes into it, I think. No, no. Like, uh, yeah, but, but... Are you pulling him out of the tank at Cabela's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where he's going with it. <laughs> is this all a bluff? Okay. So I think I think it's like, what? When preparation meets opportunity, that's luck. So yeah. like, like, like Colby done, does a lot of research in, in the bodies of water and, and, and how he's going to approach something. And right. I'm thankful for, for meeting him because I've learned a ton from him. Like, honestly, it's... It's, it's been a pleasure and like like yep. i said like i'll watch him sometimes we'll be fishing i'll pause i'm like how's he retrieving we're using a similar bait like what's he doing yeah why is He's, he catching all the fish yeah you know? yeah <laughs> yeah you know, there's there's a lot of little things to swim bait fishing like uh for instance you you, you pitch a rat into a blowdown right and yeah you, and you get tapped like something just comes up and taps it well instead of just 
reeling it really fast or whatever, trying to get it back in to throw it back in there. What I'll do is I'll let it just sit there for a couple minutes, right? Sometimes up to two minutes, I'll just let it sit there. Line travel? Do you wait for that? No, no, it'll just, you'll see the bait sitting on top of the water. And what happens is, is that fish came up and tapped it. A lot of people will think instantly, oh, that's probably a small fish, right? Because it just came up and tapped it. Right. Well, what I'll do is I'll let it sit there for a minute to two minutes sometimes and just watch it. And then right before I reel it, I'll go twitch, twitch, and and the rat will go like this, like that. Wham! The fish will just be sitting. So there. he's the just fish is just down there waiting for its yep. dip, waiting to see some movement. You know, mm-hmm. come up and smoke it. Oh God! Yeah. It's like jerk bait fishing, right? Yeah, yeah. Jerk, jerk, sure. On the pause, boom. bam! Right there. Yep. Yep. Um, so moving into we did fall. Are you fishing at all for like uh, not winter, but I guess you know. It, at what point does it get too cold where you, the fish start you know stop hitting? You can grind them out. Like, so I got some, some soft plastics in, in the smaller box underneath this one, and you can low and slow. Like, the fish don't stop eating. You, you catch them through the ice, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> it's going to be slower fishing. Yeah, exactly. Low and slow. Soft baits. Soft baits are the key in that cold weather. In that cold weather. Um, and what it is is um, that soft bait has a paddle tail, right? And that paddle tail, when it's underneath the water and it's going back and forth, it's actually making a thump sound yeah. underneath the water. Okay. okay. And, and that bait is moving so slow Kobe, yeah, if you want to... that uh it gives those fish an opportunity to eat you know you don't want to be cranking the bait in real fast because yeah so so this tail right here so that's that's making a thump as it's swimming yeah swimming just like that it's displacing water just like that and you don't have to move it much nope nope it's, it's just thump. a slow roll just a slow roll and this thing will be seriously swimming like like that fast it's, it's painful it's, it's really my, yeah, least, yeah. my least favorite way of swim bait fishing. That one, sure, that one looks but... eerily similar to a rainbow trout. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Is that a hook? I don't I'll get know. it after. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> but. Um, but yeah, back to the original question. I guess uh, I'm a huge deer hunter. So once September comes around, I start to yeah. I start to head into the Switch. woods for sure. But um, You got cameras out yet? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. When they go into the backyard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to stand in your yard. <laughs> any uh, any big trips coming up? You said you were gonna go striper fishing. When? So yeah, no. Um, July twenty first, I think. So it's a week from Tuesday. So my buddy just went out. He got twenty fish, eight being over forty inches. The other no shit. Out of a kayak. Whoa. So, nice. Gonna go do some of that. Like I love the salt, but like something about these, you know, these bucket mouths and these these angry bronze backs. Like they, they and throwing the big stuff. I just yeah. I don't yep. know. I'm interested now. I, I we'll get you out. Yeah, we're gonna go out. And we're gonna film. We'll we'll put something out. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Nick and Lance are gonna go. Uh, where are you guys going? The upstate New York. Yeah, we're going to Plattsburgh. Yeah, gonna go do some bow fishing. We're nice. Gonna, we're gonna film that too. So they'll yep. be. That'll what do you, be what do you get? Like gar, carp, everything? Or? Yep, it's a uh, gar carp. Tench, which is an introduced fish up in Canada. Okay, was, that's like yeah, was, I see that in Europe a lot, they, right? Yeah, they look like an overgrown goldfish. Okay. Yeah. Um now I lost track, but common carp is one that you can shoot, bowfin's one that you can shoot. So there's a there's a lot of fish in there, but uh they're hard to shoot. Because oh, I can imagine. They they're not really moving, but it's not like your traditional bow. It's it's more like shooting a recurve and then the water refraction. Like if they're right, up yeah. in the, if they're up in the water column, just hold dead on them. But if if they're a foot under, it's like all all bets are off. Like for me, <laughs> like I go up and it's just like I just keep shooting until I finally figure out where the hell they are. Yep. And yep. so it's a good time. Um, it's just fun. And so go up with my old man and my son, and we're gonna have a good time. Yep. Put out a video and yeah, heck yeah. Um, 
Have you guys messed around with carp at all in yeah. New Hampshire? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. But no. No. I mean, they're giant, right? We. I haven't fished for them, but I've seen people in New Hampshire. Are they? Were are they in the Connecticut River? You Merrimack. Both. Both. Nashville River. So I caught. Is it a southern thing? It can't be because they're in Plattsburgh. Yeah. Like no, a southern state. I mean, for southern New Hampshire. Oh no. They're all over the place. Yeah. They're they're invasive too. I think yeah. so. But um, right. I caught, introduced. I caught a I caught a forty pounder. Jeez. Last year, the year before. No shit. It's, it's pretty cool. They get big. They're fun. So if anyone ever tells you, like, they're not fun, they come in like a boot. Yeah. They never got one. Really? But they're fun. Yeah. And they're smart. And, like, if that's a whole nother, like, I think I've seen them, stuff, like, fishing and merry meeting, like, early spring, like, if we're going to go trolling. In these coves, there was, I thought they were bass at the time, but they were, they were fucking giant. Mm. And I was, I don't know, teenager, throwing everything in the tackle yep. box at them. And they're just like, it's bouncing off them. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> yep. I assume it was probably carp at yeah. that time then. Most likely. So yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're fun. I got, I got spots. We could go do that. That's more of like a, that's when I'll have a couple of beers because you're sitting up. You got your yeah. set up and. Is that a live bait thing? Nope. No? So yeah, you'll use, oh man, the, the Europe dudes are real into it. You can use, they call them boilies. They, they literally make baits. They, they bake. They're like dough balls right, right. Kind of. oh really cornmeal dough balls right? they, they float yeah. and then they got like method mix so you, they have sinkers that you basically use like molasses coconut oil oatmeal and seed all kinds of stuff you'll make a mix what you do is you, you put it on that hook and you have about a foot of leader right and you have like a little corn they call it a hair rig threaded on or a boily something like that you hook that into the method mix so the idea is when it sits you're chumming, yeah. But your bait's sitting in that chum pile. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So pretty. It's there's a lot to it, <laughs> right? <clears throat> yep. Um, we're just about at an hour here. So where can uh, people follow you guys and and keep up with you on social media? I'm on uh, Instagram, Outdoor okay. Junkie six hundred three, Outdoor Junkie six hundred three, uh, and then Facebook. You know, post on there quite a bit. Okay. But other than that, that's pretty much it for me. It, it, I'm, I'm just on uh, on the gram, uh, hooked on life six hundred three. Okay, so. So reach out and people, I mean, these guys are catching monsters, so uh, definitely follow along. Lots of good tips. You guys, before we take off here, can you, what would, if you could give one tip to a fisherman trying to maybe dabble in the, the swim bait thing, what would be your biggest tip? It's a grind. It always pays off. Yeah. It may be a day, a week, a month, maybe a year. Yeah. Like five pounders, they don't. They don't come every every trip, right? Yeah. So yeah. just mm-hmm. just keep at it, and it, you know, good things happen. You know, when you put the work in. My so. advice would be to leave all the conventional gear at home and take. The don't bring bait. it. Okay, that's a good. <laughs> okay. That's a good tip. Yeah, <laughs> got no choice. Force yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you'll really, be tempted because if you bring that conventional gear with you, you're gonna you're gonna switch to it. Yeah. You, could, you know, after <laughs> yeah. ten minutes, right? right. Know, that's yeah. what a lot of people right. do, and they yeah. go, "Well, those swim baits don't work." Well, yeah, yeah, they don't work. Like. I mean, it's not a miracle word. Yeah. yeah. You know? We're fishing here, people. Come yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when you learn how to bait cast, right? Don't yeah. Don't bring your spin rod. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to get frustrated. Because the bird nests six times already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to switch it up. So, right. so yeah. commit to it. Yeah. Exactly. If you're going to do it, commit to it and then spend the time, dedicate the time. Exactly. And yeah. Keep the end game in sight. Because once you get it dialed, yeah. it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Before we go. So, like my dad, for instance, I got him in his swim baits and. He was doing that at first. He was bringing conventional gear with him, and he kept switching to it. Kept switching yeah. to it. And I told him one day, I said, "You need to, <clears throat> you need to, to stick with it. Stick with it for a whole trip. Just leave all that at home and just bring it with you and stick with it." Yeah. And the first time he did that, it took him a few hours, but he ended up sticking one over yeah. five. And ever since then, it was history. Uh, He's all swim baits now. 
know, it's just that. I'm it's throwing all my shit done. away. <laughs> Summer's over. <laughs> yeah. No more work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right, guys. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having okay, us. Thank yes. you. Appreciate it. Good deal. We'll see ya. Later. Later. Yeah, baby, when we're together. It's like Vegas times three. But in the morning, I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Just like a sip of wine Leads me to drink You're my gateway drug I'm starting to think It's gonna take much more than Just 12 steps so call Betty Ford, call Dr. Drew Save me a bed, cause in a month or two I wanna quit you, girl Just not yet Yeah, baby, when we're together You're the only drug I need But in the morning So bad, so bad for me Bailing down the road past these city lights You got your hands on the wheel and look in your eye I ask myself, is it time to slow down? But the night's still young, we're full of gas Credit cards in my pocket with some living left in We got friends in the next time Together, it's like Vegas times three. But in the morning, I'll know better. Cause you're so bad, so bad for me. So bad, so bad for me Oh, cause you're so bad, so bad for me Cause you're so bad, so bad for me